Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today I have one of my mentees, also a host of his own podcast, Emergent Entrepreneurs, Mr. Tony McGeehy. I can't say your last name without laughing and smiling. It's like, whenever I'm sad, I just be like, all right, how is Tony McGeehy doing? Tony, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well, Daniel. Uh, I'm glad that my last name can bring you joy when you're down. I'm telling you, a lot of people, it's a great last name, man. You know, I couldn't say it for a long time, time so now that I can say it, I just enjoy saying it. McGeehy. McGee. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But anyways, this episode is not about Tony's awesome last name. It's actually about a very important topic and is the topic of goal setting and how it relates to students. So because this podcast is for students, Tony, what are your thoughts on goal setting? Well, I think that goal setting is really important. Uh, I think obviously, but I think that in the past I have, you know, gone about doing things without you know, a set goal in mind, or at least a written down goal. I kind of had one in my head of, of what I wanted, and you kind of have general goals all the time, but, um, you know, there's all kinds of statistics on how much more effective goals are, and uh, how much more effective you'll be in completing those goals if you write them down, and I know you talk about it a lot, um, having smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, um, achievable, what is it, reachable and... Realistically, realistic. which is more reachable and timely. Yeah. Yeah, yep. And one of the things that I work on a lot when I have, when I'm working with students is goal setting. I think during the first steps, it's always like, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? And then creating smart goals. You're, you're completely right. And I talk about it all the time. And one of the examples that I always really go back to is the Harvard study. And when I listened to the Harvard study, it really opened my eyes on the importance of goal setting. And if it was something I read in a book about just by writing the goals, you have a 40% chance of higher to achieve that goal in the first place. But really what the Harvard study came down to is that Harvard interviewed the graduating class of one of their MBA. Uh, it's like in 1960, 1970, whatever. You can Google it. Uh, but... That doesn't matter. What mattered was that they found out that 85% of the graduating seniors of that MBA class didn't really have any goals. You know, they had an idea of what they wanted to do, but no goals. And 13% of them had goals, but they were in their head, not on paper. And then only 2%, just 2% of Harvard MBA grads had actionable written goals, like SMART goals. And what was very, very uh, crazy to think about was that 10 years after that, they went back and saw what they were doing and they interviewed them again. And what they found was astonishing because they saw that the 13% of students that had some sort of goals that were in their head were making two times more than the 85% of students that did not have any goals ran down or anything. But what's even crazier is that the 2% of students that had actionable written goals were making 10 times more 
than the other 87 people combined. And that to me was like, I need to start writing down goals. And that really was what started my journey on goal setting. And probably five, actually it's been like eight years now that I've been actually having written goals, having a plan. And I'm a huge advocate, a huge fan because I've seen my I've, I've seen my life change completely. I've been achieved more and more focused. I've, you know, really, if I don't accomplish something, it's because of myself. And goals is a big part of it. But I want to talk about this in a student's perspective uh, because I think it's hard for students to take the time to plan and set goals. So, Tony, like, what have you learned the most, you know, since we started talking about goals and now that you've writing your goals down? Well... Um, first, just to kind of finish off what you just said about that Harvard study, for anybody listening, if you think about that in simple terms, if you write your goals down and you know they're specific and they're measurable and you know they're everything that the SMART acronym says, you're doing better than 98% of Harvard MBA graduates from whatever class that was and probably from most classes. It's, it's probably pretty similar, the statistics are. Um, but in terms of what I've learned from goal setting um, is that in order to achieve your goals, you have to create the habits. And so it's one thing to write them down and have them, but then you got to take action on them. And I think the biggest thing for me that happened um, just this year at the beginning of this year, you know, I, I set my goals and I had some goals written down, but then they kind of fell through. Um, you can't give yourself excuses on your goals. You, you really can't. Um, I got caught with the flu for a couple days and um, Daniel gave me a planner much like the one that he has right here in front of him, the full focus planner. He gave me one kind of like it and I started filling it out at the beginning of the year and was doing pretty well with it but then I, I got sick towards the end of January and it, it kind of knocked me off my rhythm for a few days and during those few days, I was like, oh, I'm sick. I don't need to write this down. I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just laying in bed. And what I found after that was that I really didn't ever really get back to it the way that I was doing it the first three weeks or so of, of the year because I got knocked off that, that habit and that routine that I was doing. And I think, you know, there's that statistic that says it's, what, 21 days to, to form a habit or something like that. I think for some people that's true, some, some people it's before that, some people it's after that, and uh, it, it really just depends on who you are and, and how you operate, but sometimes it's going to take longer than those 21 days to form that habit, and so you really got to stick with it, uh, stick with the goals that you've set, and the last thing that I'll add on that is that make sure that the goals that you're setting are tied to some kind of vision for, for your future, whether that may be your entire life or maybe the next five or ten years of your life. Make sure those goals are, are tied to something um, because if they're not tied to anything, they don't really mean anything to you and they're a lot easier to let go than, than something that's going to affect the, the overall future that you see for yourself. No, I couldn't agree uh, more, Tony. And I, I think it's just so important to not only write goals and, and especially this episode coming out right before that, you know, right before the beginning of, new, of the year and everybody has New Year resolutions and they set goals, but... I just think that that's their biggest, the biggest problem is that they think that because that you need to start your goals on January 1st and that you need to set your goals on a yearly basis. And I am completely against that because that just doesn't happen. It, it, what happens is, you know, whatever reason or another, 
within a month, you know, within a week, you find a reason why you can't do what you're doing and it throws you off. And then now you wait a couple months and you go like, oh, it's okay. I have 11 months to accomplish my, my, my fitness goals. I have 11 months to accomplish whatever goal it is. And you keep putting it off and keep putting it off. And that's why I'm such a big fan of making sure that you have goals on a quarterly basis, which ends up being 12 weeks, which really leads our conversation to a little bit of what we want to talk about is the 12 week year. And that's uh, a book that I just had Tony read about a week ago. And I, what do you think about the book and the way they think about goal setting as a whole? Yeah, I think the approach that they have to, to goal setting is definitely different than, than most people think. Um, basically, kind of like Daniel said, it, it's setting goals for, for a 12 week period, which is a quarter rather than setting goals for an entire year. Um, now you can have an overall goal for the year and then break that down into 12 weeks. Sure, you know, you, you can do that. But just having goals for the one year and, and not breaking that down at all and not really having any actionable steps that you can take to achieve that within the year, um, it seems very far off and it's a lot more harder to accomplish than something that's, that's only, you know, three months in the distance. That seems a lot closer than a year. And so... Um, you know, nothing, nothing's going to make you work harder than a deadline. And unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it is. Um, we are extrin- intrinsically motivated here and then, but, but overall, you know, if we have a deadline, uh, that's going to make us work probably much harder than we would, you know, say the first week out of those 12 weeks. And I, I think the other great thing about the 12 week year is that, um, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. So if you calculate out four 12 week years, um, obviously that's only 48 weeks. So then that gives you an extra week every quarter to achieve those goals if you need it. Now, preferably you're achieving those goals in the 12 weeks that you've set for yourself. And that 13th week of that quarter is designed to help you set goals for the next quarter coming up and really realign with the vision that you have and, and set the goals that uh, you need for the next quarter and kind of look back and see uh, where you did well in the previous 12 weeks and what you can improve on for the next 12 weeks. But it's nice that if you need that extra week, it's there and then you can hit it hard again starting the, the next 12 weeks. Yeah, and one of the things I like most about the book, other than the fact that it breaks down the you know the year into weeks of 12, is really not breaking down the year into weeks of 12. It's actually saying you don't need January 1st to start your New Year's resolution. It talks about you can start any week but make sure that you have your goals in 12-week increments. And the second thing that the book really talks about, and the book is not only just somebody writing a theory, it's actually been proven, and they've, you know, they have statistics and facts about why this works out better. And if, even if you just think about it in a business sense, even corporations, they, they look at things in a quarterly basis. But it's about making sure that you have accountability partners. And that, because it's hard to go on a you know, on a journey by yourself. And it's really hard if you have some, if you set yourself up with some big goals, if you don't have an accountability partner or accountability group to help you push together. And so a lot of times when I talk to students about the importance of goal setting, once I know that they've realized that goal setting is important, the next thing I talk to them about is you need to find an accountability group, right? Um, and so, Tony, I think that's where we are right now is me telling you, like, I'm glad you read the 12-week year. I'm glad that you see the importance of setting goals 
And now I need you to find an accountability group, right? Yeah. And why do you think that's so important in your point of view? Yeah. And so first to kind of talk about the the book's take on accountability, it's really interesting. It's it's not the perspective I I thought it was going to take on accountability. And so um, I can't remember the exact words, but accountability is, is really just taking ownership for, for, you know, your own actions. It's not other people making sure that you're doing your things. Although that is kind of what the, the purpose of the accountability uh, groups are. Um, they kind of talk about in the book uh, accountability in a different perspective. So definitely uh, check out that section of the book if you're going to read it. Um, definitely an interesting take on accountability. But I think that accountability groups are just so big because there are other people who are like-minded. You can't just go out and find you know, your friends or random people. They gotta have goals in mind. They gotta, they have to be um, committed to achieving their goals as well. You can't, you know, you can't just go find somebody, find somebody random and be like, hey, will you hold me accountable? Um, most likely they're gonna forget because they're wrapped up in their own things. Um, and so, you know, you gotta find one like-minded individuals who are kind of doing the same thing as you. And then, um, on top of that, you got to find people who are committed as well. Um, so we talked about this a little bit, uh, off camera, not really off camera, but you know, off the recording and you really got to find people who are committed to their goals as well. I know you talked about, you know, the, the group that you had basically this group that you're going to find for, um, for keeping you accountable, basically your accountability group. They're also going to be your mastermind group. And so, uh, that comes from another book, Think and Grow Rich, where they talk about having a mastermind group where you meet weekly or, you know, monthly, whatever it is that you set, but making sure that you stick to that schedule. So you got to find people who are committed to their goals as well. And, you know, if you're completing your stuff, they better be completing their stuff as well. And they better be ready for you to hold them accountable. And if you're not doing what you need to do, you better be ready for them to hold you accountable and, and get on you for that as well. So you really need to find people that, that you can trust and that, uh, people, you know, are going to push you and people, you know, you can push without them, you know, taking it personally and, and coming back at you. Um, so, so I think that those, those are some of the biggest things in finding, um, you know, the, the accountability group or accountability partners. Yeah, no, I, I think you're completely right. And, and I love the fact that you brought into this topic, the book of Think and Grow Rich, because that's definitely one of like my favorite books of all time. And specifically the chapter on mastermind groups up, uh, that is the same thing as accountability partner. You definitely, you want in an ideal world, you want to have a group of people that you respect so much that you don't want to let them down, right? And vice versa, that the people respect you so much that you, they don't want to let you down. And they're going to push you when you're feeling down, that they're going to give you that extra push, that they're going to text you on a Thursday and be like, Tony, how are you doing with your goals, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because two heads are better than one. And, and whenever you're stuck, you bring it to your accountability group or your mastermind group and say, I'm stuck. You know, this is where it is. And, whole, and, the, and the idea is to have a group that it's not all twins, that it can't have a little bit of a diverse background. That somebody, somebody that might be stuck and say, I'm stuck in my business and I don't know how to grow my sales. Somebody who's very good at sales on the mastermind group can come and say, well, Daniel, have you tried A, B, and C, 
right? And then if you're very good at goal setting and then you can help the other teammates um, grow in that aspect of it. And so I would challenge everybody who is listening to this to number one is look at setting goals on a 12-week basis and then find yourself an accountability mastermind group that's going to help you take your goals to the next level. Um, And so... You know, I want to finish this episode on talking a little bit more about how we translate everything that we talked about, but for the student, you know, for the college student, and what are some good ways to set some goals for college students that's more relatable. Is 12, do you think 12 weeks still apply to students? How long is a semester? And A semester, I believe, is 16 weeks. I think, I think that's what it, it ends up coming out to, is about 16 weeks. So maybe if you break down into eight weeks for the semester. So per semester, you have two different time slots that, that you're setting goals for. I think eight weeks would be really good too because that's even shorter. So obviously, you don't want to be like, okay, two weeks, two week goals because then you can't really get anything substantial accomplished in that short of a period of time. But at a point, you know, you kind of hit that, that spot where it's, um, it's a short amount of time but it's enough time to get some substantial goals accomplished so I think that for students breaking it down into into two eight-week groups or two eight-week sections per semester and and setting goals based on that then you know they they might find more success doing that obviously maybe for um, you know if if your goals are based on grades or anything like that obviously it's it's kind of hard to to gauge there maybe that's a more semester goal because that's kind of the final end result, but you can still set where you want to be, um, you know, in the middle of the semester after you take midterms and, and things like that. Excellent. No, and one thing I want to make sure we talk about is the amount of goals that you should be setting, right? The more is not the better because the more you have, if you make everything a priority, then nothing becomes a priority. So I really challenge you to have no more than three goals, whether you do eight weeks or 12 weeks. You should make sure that you have your focus on only three things, right? Any more than three, you're, you're going to, you know, you can't make all of them a priority. Things are going to fall through the cracks and you'll see that you won't accomplish any of them, you know. But if you focus on three, the odds are that you will accomplish all three. And so, and I would also say, make those three in different areas of your life. So as a student, I would say maybe one is make sure I get this grade, this specific GPA this semester. Um, The second goal might be towards finding a career, right? Finding about landing my dream job because there's things that you should be doing on a weekly basis to get you closer to that. Um, And the third one may be something about either relationship, spiritually, physically, like, you know, your health or anything else in in that matter. But there should be three goals per, you know, per section per 12 weeks or eight weeks. And they should be in separate areas of your life. Any thoughts on that, Tony? Yeah, I think, I think the last thing that I would add is that what I talked about with finding like-minded individuals is even more important for students. Because you have a lot of people in college who just don't care. So you just get degrees. I've heard way too many people say that in college. And I'm like, yeah, it does. But you know, <laughs> what are you going to do afterwards with that? And so... In college, it's even harder to find those like-minded people that you need to surround yourself with. So definitely join organizations that have like-minded individuals. 
um, you know, join clubs, uh, fraternities. I know uh, uh, Delta Sigma Pi is a big one. Um, uh, Beta Alpha Psi, uh, which is an accounting fraternity, basically any any kind of organization that um, is going to put you with people who who are most like you. But also, they're going to have people that are different in there. Obviously, you don't want to surround yourself with everybody who's exactly like you. You need to you need to find people who are a little bit different than you. Um, and, and that way they can push you in a different way than, than you might push yourself or you might push others. And so, um, you know, different, uh, different people attract, you know, opposites attract, like they say. And so definitely my, my biggest thing would be join some kind of organization and get, get involved on campus as much as you can. I would just want you guys to take away this from this episode, right? Goal setting is extremely important for you to be able to accomplish your long-term vision for yourself, right? And when it comes to goal setting, I want you to remember, you know, three things. Number one is set your goals on a 12-week or eight-week basis. Number two is find a good mastermind or accountability group. And number three is set no more than three goals per 12 weeks and no more than 10 to 12 goals a year, right? That should be your focus. And if you have a very sniper approach on goal setting, you're going to see how much more you can accomplish. You're going to accomplish a lot more and you're going to give you the, the self-confidence that you need to be able to set bigger and attain more with your life. And that really is it. And, you know, if, if you need the day of January 1st to start, you know, if you need that push like the majority of people, then be it. Start January 1st. As long as you start and you stay committed, you're going to be successful. So remember, number one, set your goals on 12 weeks or eight weeks increments if you want to do it by semester, right? Number two, find yourself a like-minded in terms of mindset, accountability group slash mastermind group. And number three, have a very narrow approach of goal setting and focus on only three goals per section. Tony, what are your last thoughts? Um, guys, basically what Daniel said, I, I don't think I have anything more to add. Uh, basically, you know, listen to the tips that, that we've given in this episode. Um, you know, don't take me for an expert. That's one thing that I would say. I'm still working on, on, you know, accomplishing my goals, sticking with it, persevering. Um, I kind of talked about in one of my podcast episodes that I did recently, uh, perseverance is probably my number one word for 2019. Um, you know, I'm really excited to to stick with the goals that I've set for myself and, and make it through the year completing all the goals that I've set for myself. So the last thing that I would say to, to everybody listening to this is that at the end of 2019, the time will have gone at the same pace it would have no matter what. You know, time, time doesn't change. And at the end of that year, you can either look back and be like, dang it, I didn't accomplish my goals and, and I gave up on myself because it was too hard or you could just stick with them and you know that time's going to go by the same anyway. And so at the end of the year, you know, what is it going to be that that you've done? Um, all that all that time during the year you could have wasted, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing or you can just put your head down and you can work hard and you can accomplish the goals that you set for yourself. I think that's awesome that you just said that. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I think, you know, you're either growing or you're dying in a sense. And if you could go back 
um, a year from now and see what you've accomplished. And if you're happy with yourself with that, and then continue going. But if you say, you know what, I could have done more, then this is your time to change. And I want to just take, you know, one minute to publicly thank you, Tony, for all your help. Um, if you don't know, Tony has his own podcast called Emerging Entrepreneurs. And I love his podcast. You know, Tony is very good at interviewing. He has amazing guests and he has a, just a great perspective on interviewing, you know, either entrepreneurs, up and coming, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, and he just gets the best out of them on his podcast. So I want to, you know, thank you for putting that podcast together because it's some great content. And again, I appreciate all the support and help you've given me and motivated me and pushing me to start my podcast. And um, really looking forward to what you do in 2019. Um, I know you're going to accomplish some great stuff. And I love the fact that you're so focused right now. And you have a pretty, um, I would say, as long as you execute it, you're going to hit your goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited yeah. to see that and be part of that journey with you. Excited to be a team in 2019, Daniel. Yeah. Ready for it, man. You ready? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, you know, this is probably the last podcast for the New Year's. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I'll catch you guys next year. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.